the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, greetings. Good afternoon. Thanks for making The Ride Home with us on a Monday afternoon. Kath, good to see you. Listen, I mean, it is good to see you, John. Thank but you. this is one of the worst Pittsburgh Sports Mondays mm. I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that bad. Well, that's saying a lot because there's been quite a few I bad mean, Mondays. Good night. So, not only did the Steelers lose a game last night, they should have won. Mm-hmm. They should have won that game. Yes, they should have. They should have won that game. Yes. I'm not sure if it helps no. that I said it twice, but I feel strongly it about it. It doesn't change anything. They we, still lost. We find out Ben's out for the season. Yes, he is. Okay. We also have to deal with the fact that the Pirates gave up 47 mm-hmm. runs. And they lost all three games. Right, which is not hard to believe if you've right. given up 47 runs right. in one series against the Chicago and Cubs. And they're going to finish the season below 500, right. which is already known. And they're 21 games, I believe, uh, below 500 mm-hmm. at this point. Right. Maybe 22 games under 500. Okay. And the Pitt team, which I thought was going to, you know, there was a 17-point spread in that game. I thought, they're not going to get anywhere close to that. They should have won that game, too, won on game. Saturday. Yeah. It was poor coaching. Yeah, it was just a bad weekend. If you're a sports fan in this town, you've got to be hoping the hockey season looks a little better than what we're currently seeing, because it's the worst. The only upside I've got is this. It's guacamole day. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> now, I love a guac. Yes. Yeah. Uh, why is it guacamole day? Like, just... Well, because someone decided it would be. Yeah, so how often do you have guacamole? Um... I mean, at least once a month. Oh yeah, at least once a month. In the summertime, I just made it. I just made it Saturday for the Pitt Penn State game. Mm-hmm. I had five avocados. Oh, that's a lot of guacamole. And when you when I cut them open, perfect. They were all perfect. You know that moment when you're not sure <clears throat> they could be a little too soft, and you're going to open them up, and they're brown. Mm-hmm. You know that can happen. Yep, yep. Or they're still rock hard, and there's absolutely nothing you can do. Nope, it's not no, going to make a guacamole. No. They were perfect. Perfect. Oh my gosh! Nice. It was glorious. Now I believe that the over um, the over consumption of guacamole. I read this a while ago. Um, has really hurt apparently the uh, the Mexican guacamole trade. That somehow there's a problem. Why there. won't you just let know. me be happy? I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> so when you eat your guacamole, you should know you're upsetting the environmental apple Why cart as well. Why is nothing? There's no okay. joy that's pure anymore. No, I can't there is even nope. have a happy guacamole day. Nope. Because I'm hurting a farmer nope. somewhere. Blame your phone. Or you're something. hurting someone. Or a tree. I'm, I'm sure you are. Or something. Okay. What do you like in your guacamole? Um, not a whole lot. Okay. Pretty straight. All right. Just some lemon, maybe a little hot sauce. Nothing too fancy. I mean, it doesn't need to be improved. Mike, you have feelings about what you like in your guacamole? I have guacamole twice a week because my nice. wife is obsessed with it. Good, twice it's a delicious. week? At least. Delicious. At least. That's fabulous. packing on the pounds. And you better she, be careful there. My wife makes it's a good killing. Fat. Yeah. Guacamole. And what does she put in it? She just... Uh, it, you don't really know because you don't Just do it. salt. 
I no. just, oh, I mean, I would just watch her. I just, she, she just puts salt in there. Not watching. You're, you don't He's know. He's watching TV. I'm, just, I'm telling yeah, you right now, you don't know. <laughs> not watching you, anything. And you know what? You don't know either because you don't make your guacamole. Because <laughs> yeah. you never put lemon in guacamole. <laughs> I need to you watch put it. lime in it. I need to watch her make it, though, because Both of you guys. I can sell it for a killing. For heaven's sake. I can put a lot of people no, out of business. Why? I'm even wasting oxygen on this conversation with you, too. We like guacamole. Yeah. We like, okay. All, all men like guacamole. Uh, yeah. Coming up on today's show. Yeah, what do you got? Yeah, napping appears to lower the risk of strokes as well as heart attack. <laughs> really? We don't Good. encourage it between four and six weekdays, yeah. but still. Uh, war games are going to be carried out in Pittsburgh this week. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. be careful of that. Mm-hmm. Low-flying helicopters. Uh, Tracy Simmons will join us to talk about why she and her mother uh, left the cult that they were in. The cult next door. Talk about that. The death of Rick Ocasek, Mm. lead singer of The Cars. Yeah. Um, Also, James Corden responds to Bill Maher's fat shaming. Speaking of guacamole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm. there's all that. And coming up next, Greg Clugston's with us in the nation's capital. Uh, Trump says the U.S. is locked and loaded. Yep. So he tells Fox and Friends, watch your Twitter account. The president is on a spur. He's moving forward. Stick around. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, the Monday edition. If you're an employer, a small business owner, if you have five to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. And your health plan is a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in-network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is, Marley can help you today. Call 724-884-1496 or find them online, marleyfg.com. 101.5 WORD. Would you run a race without a finish line or read a book you knew would never end? Well, even if your spiritual battles seem that endless, you can have hope. Victory is possible if you're ready for the fight. See why as John MacArthur looks at The Believer's Armor, this week on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Nello is very easy to work with. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello Construction. We had become aware of several churches that are using their building during the week as a community center, and we wanted to go that direction. They were able to grasp that, make suggestions that helped us along the way, and they were conscious of our financial constraints and were really good at helping us to see ways that we could do that within our budget but within the space that we were developing. Got a vision? Begin the journey at Nello Construction. One of the most highly revered Bible teaching programs in the world is facing a challenging financial deficit. If you're among the millions who have personally benefited from the Bible teaching of Chuck Swindoll, then we're asking you to prayerfully step forward and give generously to Insight for Living Ministries. The need is urgent, and your gift of any amount will make a difference in helping to keep this beloved program on the air. You can respond right now by calling 800-772-8888 or go online to insight.org slash donate. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. 
Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. It is a Monday, so every Monday we go to the White House. Greg Clugston joins us where he takes his office at the SRN News White House desk. Greg, always a pleasure. Um, the president uh, today, we'll get to that. But uh, let's first talk about baseball and uh, uh, talk about Mariano Rivera. Yeah, Mariano R- Rivera here at the White House this afternoon. East Room ceremony as he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Nice. And so, obviously, the president was talking about his career as a New York Yankees relief pitcher, his uh, wild success in in the World Series with that team a number of years back, and the fact that he was a unanimous Hall of Fame choice Mm -hmm. just earlier this year. Uh, First time ever in baseball history that a player received every possible vote uh, to be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So it was was a real nice ceremony. But it was also nice, too, because the president... The president didn't talk just, sorry about the uh, White House announcement here, the president's about to uh, to leave uh, for a trip out west. Um, the, the, the other thing the president was highlighting in that ceremony, you guys, was that uh, the, that Rivera is, you know, like a lot of uh, players, has a, has a foundation. He's helping out with scholarships and things for kids, but also talked about his gentle, humble spirit and mm. character and his Christian faith and the fact that his wife is a pastor at a church that the uh, Rivera's founded. So that was also a, a big part of the president's remark. Fabulous. Were you there in the room? Not in the room, but uh, here in the building. Oh, that's so terrific. Isn't it a relief when something beautiful like that, like an actual (laughs) accomplishment, takes center stage? Yeah, it was very nice, and I, I don't know how much of the the entire ceremony will be covered. Sometimes these ceremonies, you see just a little, you know, 10-second clip, and then you move on to the next story. But uh, it was very nice, and uh, it, it is nice. You're right, Kathy, when, when those events do take place. Now, of course, nothing can escape the political lens because Mario, Riva- Mario Rivera has been put under a lot of it um, because of his faith. His, well, his faith, but also his um, his reluctance to criticize the president publicly. Sure. And anybody who is uh, either supportive or aligned with or even just unwilling to be critical on certain issues of someone like President Trump, um, who can be who can be polarizing, uh, that does put pressure on individuals. And and Rivera would be there. Uh, Rivera gave just very, very brief remarks after the president's uh, comments. And he he was just very grateful and appreciative and and expressed his thanks to the president for uh, for for the honor that was awarded him. And he, he basically told the story about coming to uh, this country as a, as an amateur uh, baseball player and that he uh, he decided the importance of learning the English language and, and how that really helped him assimilate into this country and um, also just communicate and he said he was very proud to be now an American citizen wonderful that's really good news so let, let's get to the news of the day Greg um, uh, over the weekend there was a strike on oil fields uh, in Saudi Arabia the president apparently is is locked and loaded for some military action. Please give us the details. Yeah, this uh, is uh, certainly uh, in the eyes of a, of a lot of people right now. And the president spoke just a few minutes ago, right before we came on the air here uh, with you guys. And uh, he took some questions in the Oval Office, and he'll, he'll be speaking again later this evening as well. But he essentially said that the United States 
has a very good idea of who is responsible for this strike on the oil industry in Saudi Arabia. He did not specifically say it is Iran, although the administration has been hinting and suggesting that they have evidence uh, that, in fact, Iran was responsible. So the president was asked uh, if he wants to go to war. He says, no, I don't want to go to war with Iran or anybody, but said that the United States military is prepared, that the, uh, the United States military has the best prepared uh, you know, fighting force, if necessary, but he, he would like at all costs, if possible, to avoid any sort of military conflict. But the National Security Council has been meeting over the last couple of days, top officials here at the White House and throughout the administration. They are looking at a possible retaliatory strike and also will be in, uh, talking with and cooperating with the Saudi officials as to whether or not or what kind of re- retaliation there might be, if there is any. So what happens in a situation like this, Greg, when something arises that's unexpected and the president is without a national security advisor? Yeah, that's uh, it's unfortunate because a national security advisor is really a person inside the White House and a very close aide to the president who pulls together a lot of information from within the United States government, first of all, so would be um, pulling together and and being in contact with officials at the State Department, uh, at the Pentagon, with officials throughout the intelligence community here in the U.S., and and sort of, you know, bringing together that information and presenting it to the president um, uh, in a way that, you know, can, you know, decisions can be made. The National Security Advisor and his office, his or her office, also is often a point of contact for other um, other countries, other officials in uh, in countries that where we have allies, and so uh, without having a key person in place, obviously there's an acting director now, but not with a a full uh, serving director at the moment. Um, it, it it potentially puts us um, you know a, a, a step behind in terms of of you know looking through and reviewing information, although the administration wouldn't admit that publicly, uh, but it comes at a very precarious mm-hmm. time. There's no question. Yeah. All right. Speaking of precarious, it is hard to believe that Brett Kavanaugh is back in the news again. Let's talk about the evolution of this strange story over the weekend. Um, So as I see it and as I've read today, Greg, it doesn't seem like there's any new news about the accusations against Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, Talk about how this came up and how The New York Times decided to post it on social first. So over the weekend, the New York Times um, had an article, I believe it's on the opinion page, but it was, uh, it was talking about and included what at first blush appeared to be, you know, maybe a new allegation or accusation against Brett Kavanaugh dating back to his time in college. Um, information that was um, specific about sexual misconduct and, and lewd behavior when he was at a party. Uh, very similar to sort of the nature of the kinds of things we heard about during his confirmation hearing last year. And so, essentially, the New York Times is is putting out this information um, in a story, not on the front page or you know, whatever, but uh, several paragraphs down into this, this article uh, on a weekend story. It turns out that the, the story was really... Um, tied in with promoting a new book that is coming out this week by a couple of New York Times reporters about the Kavanaugh confirmation hearings and all of that. 
Um, and of course, the president was uh, was very upset about this. He was tweeting yesterday and this morning as well, calling them lies and false accusations against Kavanaugh, and was encouraging Kavanaugh to even be ready to sue for libel if necessary. So very, very defensive of, of Kavanaugh uh, and going after the New York Times. Then today, the New York Times uh, puts out an editorial note saying that there was additional information that was not included in the article over the weekend, and that would include the fact that the woman supposedly involved in the incident, first of all, declined to be interviewed, and also that her friends say she does not recall the episode that the New York Times was talking about. And so that seems to be a very important clarification. And so that's that's how we got from there to here right now, Kathy. Right. So then now all the Democratic contenders for president are calling for impeachment proceedings against Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Right. Many of them. Um, I don't believe Biden officially came out with that. And there may have been one other. Uh, but most, if uh, not all, but many, if not most of the current, uh, especially the front runners, were uh, were out there saying yeah, this is grounds for impeachment. And, of course, they were basing it simply on this article, which we now know was not uh, containing all of the uh, the relevant information. Right. And so that's uh, that's potentially problematic. Now, there still may be some Democrats who uh, and other opponents who will say that this is, uh, you know, it still doesn't matter. We need to we need to look into this and they, they may stand by those those claims, despite the the editorial clarification by The New York Times. From what I've read, Greg, these accusations are things that actually are not new, um, which I guess is one good thing, is that they were in like the fifth or sixth paragraph of a story in the C-section, um, because there were there were accusations that were already made, but were seen to be not investigatory, were not investigation worthy, let's put it that way, when Kavanaugh's case was still before the Senate. Yeah, if you'll remember, there was the sort of the very interesting episode during those confirmation hearings where the FBI agreed to uh, to look into some of the some of the matters, and so those confirmation hearings were essentially put on hold there uh, for a short time. And the FBI did look into some um, accusations or questions, but not all. And this would fall into that category. This this latest episode would fall into that category. Uh, but again, the New York Times, uh, in the eyes of some, is really seen as trying to help promote a book that right. is, is coming out. Uh, and there are going to be excerpts and, 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 and the like, uh, in, in, presumably in the New York Times newspaper itself. And so that there was, uh, it was almost promotional by nature. And right. so the New York Times is, is saying, look, uh, that initial story did not contain all the information that it should have. There was also a tweet that went out that was uh, highlighting uh, people to look at that article over the weekend. And the New York Times all but apologized for that as well. Right. The book is called The Education of Brett Kavanaugh. Now, in the book, so I'm reading about this today. In the book, the authors, uh, two women, Robin uh, Pogrebrin and Kate Kelly, they offer no new evidence, which, if, you know, you just said this, is, uh, Greg, is no new evidence has been presented. But uh, towards the end of the book, they write that their, quote, gut reaction were that the allegations rang true. So now we're basing an investigation on two authors' gut reaction. As they're trying to sell a book. Right. Right. Well, a couple of things on that. First of all, this was a very painful episode. That, as, as we talked about back then, those confirmation hearings oh. were hard for the entire country, yep. no matter uh, if you were in favor of his yep. nomination or not. 
And there were a lot of people, there were a lot of women, there were a lot of men who uh, didn't know exactly how to feel uh, as the information came out and those hearings took place. And so uh, to, to base uh, reporting or to, you know, to, to move forward with a book uh, with reporting that is sort of reflective of, you know, maybe what your gut feeling is or something that you think feels a certain way, uh, that's, that's very dangerous territory because this was a very difficult uh, and in some ways complicated story that um, we may not know the full details ever about, uh, but they were adjudicated in those confirmation hearings the way they were, and he currently is on the court. Greg Clugston is with us, SRN News White House correspondent, in his weekly slot here on the ride home. Um, Greg, I, I guess my question is to you as a uh, as a journalist of many, many years, how do we think about the New York Times right now? I mean, it just seems like we can't go Times. more than five days without there being some sort of mess that they're trying to clean up. Two or three days. Yeah, I mean, I just, fr- from your perspective, is this something that's unusual? Is this perhaps something that has always gone on with major news outlets, but now we're just hearing more about it? It could be that. It could be that we are, are more attuned to that and there are more outlets and platforms that are tracking what, um, you know, they, they think are, uh, you know, questionable practices by mainstream media, including the New York Times. And so that information may be more readily available to, uh, to the public. Certainly for a long time, conservatives have uh, not, been <laughs> not been thrilled with the New York Times or the Washington Post and, and some other mainstream legacy media news organizations for what is perceived, and in, in many cases rightfully so, uh, perceived as bias against, um, uh, against conservatives, either political conservatives or social and religious conservatives. Uh, the other thing that I would say, though, on the flip side, and I don't know if this is a point that I've made uh, in the years uh, you know, being a guest on your program, uh, every week, but um, at the same time, there are some important things. If you go back, for example, to the 2016 election when you had Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton, and there were two big bombshell stories that hurt Hillary Clinton. Uh, one about um, her uh, her private uh, home, you know, computer email server. server right? Yeah, the emails and the lost emails and her use of of uh, of that secret server at home and then also some very serious questions about the Clinton Foundation and fundraising and influence mm-hmm. and both of those stories were broken and reported by the Washington Post and the New York Times store uh, news organizations that uh, conservatives in particular would often point to as as being unfair um, now that's maybe not a, a perfect analogy John and Kathy, because uh, they were reporting on specific, um, you know, actions and activities that did take place, whereas sometimes uh, some of the reporting that is is called into question by the mainstream media uh, really goes back to um, a a preference of, you Mm. know, casting, um, you know, questions about either President Trump or conservatives in general, and it may be more speculative as opposed to based on actual hard facts. And, you know, as the story broke over the weekend, Greg, you know, to Kathy's question, into your answer as well. I mean, you you know, the, the term yellow journalism or mm-hmm. looking at someone like William Randolph Hearst, you know, back in the 20s and the 30s, this has been going on as long as there's been established informational media in this country or around the world. It just happens. And as you're saying, you know,
know this is true. All the different platforms make things a little more squishy. But, you know, there used to be a time, and you, I'm sure you remember, well, maybe you don't, maybe you're too young, but, you know, when, when you would look at news organizations and you would go, that's a gold standard. We can trust what's being said. I mean, you go back to Walter Cronkite or CBS News, or in the old days when the New York Times was, you know, America's voice of record. Those days are long past. Now people rely on Salon or Vox or, you know, different news sources, which their reporting is shaky at best and perhaps, you know, in many ways, just outright falsehoods. Right. But then we're looking at the New York Times and you're saying, okay, well, if I'm looking for the paper of record to give me the real story, am I going to get it there? No, I don't think it exists anymore. It may not exist. You're right. And we have seen that evolution, uh, not just some of these legacy organizations that uh, are, are more tarnished in the view of a lot of people, but also just the, uh, just the creation of brand new outlets online in particular that um, are news or quasi-news organizations, and you have to wonder about the depth of the, uh, the investigative reporting and right. the staffing and, and all the rest. So you do wonder if we in journalism have kind of turned this corner <laughs> in a direction that's not helpful for right. the country in terms of, of looking to a source that is, is truly reliable. Right. And so what's that look like? I mean, you know, there used to be a time, again, when there were legacy universities that were the gold standard in teaching journalism. And I'm sure, you know, you well versed with this, Greg. Uh, you yourself have to be a graduate of a, a quality journalism program to land in the White House. Are those essentially eradicated now? Or are people graduating from, with journalism degrees, probably not to the extent that they used to? And, finding and they're going their to way... work for hot air or they're yeah. going to work for a salon or whatever? Sure. Well, and that's, you know, that, that's a very similar conversation when you're talking about, uh, you know, the, the news media and Hollywood and sort of the political activism that takes place there. Uh, the same has been accused, you know, a lot of the journalism schools have been accused and the state uh, public universities have been accused of, uh, you know, turning out uh, people um, and, and graduates that certainly have a liberal, you know, perspective on things more so than uh, a middle of the road or uh, unfair, you know, a fair and, and biased approach to, to news reporting. Those allegations have been around for for a number of years, and it is true that there are a number of people that uh, go into journalism almost with an activist mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that that's true both conservative and liberal, but the, the numbers seem to outweigh the liberal when it comes especially to whether you're talking the big TV news networks or the big major newspapers. Heaven help us. Well, Greg, <laughs> we're happy that you're with us, really, truly, because we believe in the excellence of your, your yeah, opinion. Yeah, i got to tell you, more than once I have heard listeners to our show tell me, you know, you've got one guy who's a voice of reason when it comes to politics, yeah. and it's always you, Greg, so thank you. Well, I don't have, always have the answers, but I at least I hope I have a little bit of reasoning involved. Thank you. We do. Yeah, we appreciate Gosh, it. Greg we Clarkson. salute reasoning. We do. We'd like more reasoning. <laughs> SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston has been with us, as he is every Monday at this slot. Hey, stick around. Uh, we're going to talk about Benny Hinn in a bit. So there's this guy named Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife, Jenny, was, is this really going to work? Our medical bills 
exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. I owed more than $35,000 in taxes. Oxford Tax Partners negotiated my debt with the IRS, and I only had to pay $2,000. They helped renew my peace of mind. If you also have a debt over $10,000 with the IRS or you haven't filed taxes two years or more, call Oxford Tax Partners now for a free consultation, 888-512-5281. Taxes are a fact of life. Fortunately, Oxford Tax Partners has made your taxes their business. Let Oxford Tax Partners experts help you negotiate your debt with the IRS. And once and for all, take that burden off your shoulders. 888-512-5281. Oxford Tax Partners understands many clients are on strict budgets, so they do their best to provide manageable payment plans for every client. Call today, and in addition to your free consultation, get $600 off your case. 888-512-5281. With Oxford Tax Partners, say goodbye to tax worries and hello to greater financial freedom. 888-512-5281. 888-512-5281. Looking for a satisfying career helping people with disabilities? Consider LifeSteps, who's served Western Pennsylvania since 1923 and offers 100% paid health, dental, and vision premiums for full-time employees. All shifts available. Make a difference and call LifeSteps today at 724-283-1010 or visit LifeSteps.net. That's LifeSteps.net to check out available positions. LifeSteps is an equal opportunity employer. Driving home is more relaxing without worrying about malware on your devices or identity theft. LifeLock with Norton, outstanding protection for your identity and devices. For a limited time, get 30% off your first year ends October 6th. Join at LifeLock.com. Use promo code RISK. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. A tranquil weather pattern in store for tonight. Some cloudiness around with a low of 61. For tomorrow, skies turn out mostly sunny, a high near 80 in the afternoon. Tomorrow night, clear skies heading down to a low of 54. And for Wednesday, plenty of sunshine and a really pleasant day with a high of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Jake Soja. Sundays. Sunday afternoon. Uh, right? After the hubbub of the week. Listen. And do you set yourself and go, I'm going to lay on the couch here and just close my eyes for a few minutes? Every single week. Take a nap. Every single week. Don't you love a nap? Now, yesterday I set a record, though. Oh, you had a long nap. Yeah, I had a long nap. So uh, I, I was doing a lot of things over the a couple of days previous, and I felt fine. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't, you know, walking around like a zombie or anything. But after the Sunday morning was finished and we ate lunch, I was. I thought, you know, I'm going to lay down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I laid down at three o'clock and I woke up at six o five. Nice. Now that that's a nap. 
is what I call a nap. That's a good That's nap. That's actually missing the afternoon right. pretty much. So then, But the good thing is now you can catch up on the heartbreak you know, at your own speed. That's what I did. So right. we watched the first half. I was recording it on my DVR. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I need to go to sleep. And so later on, my husband and I watched it. And then we were so very sad we'd made that choice. Were. Right. Right. Because there's other things. Because we could have just gone online to yeah, see yeah. if we won and then not watched Forgotten it. Forgotten about it. Yeah. 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 Because we were trying to be fans. Anyway, good news about napping, though. Yeah. There's always good news. Yeah. So this is from uh, the American Journal. Uh, it's from something. Thank. Wait, what do I hear? Oh, that's me. Is that mm-hmm. I was in the office a while back and Mike came in and recorded me. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't care. There's no shame. This there. is from uh, AJMC. To be honest with you, I forget what that stands for. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Taking one or two daytime naps a week may lower the risk of heart attack and stroke. Oh, John. Yeah, yeah. See, that's so. Listen, it's, re- it's such good news. Researchers sought to uncover the impact of napping on cardiovascular disease mm-hmm. by assessing the relationship and frequency and average duration of naps. Mm. With fatal and non-fatal events, cardiovascular events such as heart attack, stroke, heart failure, right? Okay. Prioritizing nap frequency has never been studied in this topic. What? What? Really? It's never been studied, but don't you worry because it's been studied now uh, with 3,462 adults from Switzerland. (laughs) I think they'd be from Mexico, Mm -hmm. like this siesta. Mm -hmm. Now listen, it looks like people with no naps performed the worst. When it came to cardiovascular issues. Really? Yes, they did. Uh-huh. So nap helps the heart. Yeah. Across all three models, napping one or two times weekly represented the greatest decrease in cardiovascular disease event risk. Huh. Isn't that terrific news? My heart and lungs oh. are feeling so healthy today. All cleared it's up. just super healthy today. And then ever- you wake up and have some guacamole. <laughs> this is a perfect day. If you just forget all the Pittsburgh sports, you're good to go. Yeah. Take the nap. All right, so take a nap. Just not between four and six weekdays. Okay. Hey, um, we talked to Costi Hinn uh, a a while back about the prosperity gospel. Who's Costi Hinn? Costi Hinn is Benny Hinn's nephew. Right. And um, apparently Benny Hinn has had a change of heart. He has renounced the prosperity gospel. Details next with Costi. 101.5 101.5 WORD. We want to know more about you. Time to ask you a bunch of questions. Go to our website and take our short, anonymous Word FM listener survey. Answer just a few questions. I've got to concentrate, concentrate. A few easy questions to let us know who you are and how you listen to Word FM. Now, the question is how much cash do you want? How's a hundred bucks? Someone who takes the survey will win $100 cash. Are there any questions? If not, take the listener survey now at wordfm.com slash survey. In the fury of the storm, they cried out to God to save them. My poor little wife got hyperfermia, and then I, 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 I kept with her, and, and she just drowned on me. Now, the storm has passed, and they need God and his people to help them make it through another day. It's, 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 it's bad. It's really bad. We need help. Families in the Bahamas devastated by Monster Storm Dorian need Word FM listeners to step into their lives with life-saving emergency relief. People are saying, I've lost everything. And the only thing, you know, you could say, you know, I keep praying. Your generous gift will provide desperately needed supplies to families who have lost everything. You'll provide food, water filters, generators, clean water, chainsaws, tarps, hygiene kits, and other things needed for survival and recovery. Please send help and hope to the Bahamas now. From your cell phone, call pound 250 and say hope. Dial pound 250 on your cell and say hope. Or give online at wordfm.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, 
Find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. You've served our country and made us proud. Many of you have come home, continue to lead, and look out for one another. So it's important we all learn the five signs of emotional suffering. If you or someone you know is experiencing one or more of these signs, reach out, connect, offer to help. Hey, what's the matter? In or out of uniform, we can help our families and nation stay strong. Visit ChangeDirection.org. So if we give something to God, if we give money, if we give time, if we give up something that really matters, do we get to expect that God's going to like blow the doors off and bless us with something materially enormous? Isn't that how it works? I don't think that's how it works. But that is how a lot of prosperity gospel preachers, in fact, every prosperity gospel preacher talks that way. And a lot of people who watch these pastors on TV uh, this is what they think happens. This is It's like a transactional view of life with God. Well, Costi Hinn was a part of a prosperity gospel preacher, Benny Hinn's ministry for a long time. He joined us back at the end of July to talk about his brand new book called God, Greed, and the Prosperity Gospel, How Truth Overwhelms a Life Built on Lies. And we had a great time talking with Costi, really appreciated his honesty in a really difficult, man, difficult matter that affects him and affects his family. Um, and since then, we've seen that he's gotten a ton of publicity, even to the point where Benny Hinn himself is saying he's done with the prosperity gospel. So let's welcome back to the program, Costi Hinn, a pastor whose passion is to preach the gospel and serve the church. Costi, welcome back. It's good to be back. Thank you both for having me. Our pleasure, Costi. So tell our audience uh, about the work, uh, God, Greed, and the Prosperity Gospel. Yeah, it's a book that I wrote for several reasons. And I think all of them apply. One of the reasons was uh, I kept getting asked asked why I'm a Bible church pastor and I preach the gospel, and my last name is Hinn, but I don't uh, preach the prosperity gospel. And so I would have to explain, and then people, of course, had more questions. But also, um, when I was going through the several years of untangling the web of my deceptive beliefs and all the confusion that I had, I wrote a lot of things down. And I had to go back to the Bible and seek out the wisdom of God's Word and and proper interpretation of so many passages that we had twisted. I knew the Bible very well. Unfortunately, I didn't interpret it very well. And so I went back and, by God's grace, was helped along by seminaries and professors and pastors and my friends who discipled me 
to help me understand what the Bible actually said. And in that effort as well, the book became kind of the outpouring of my testimony and then also proper teaching on health and wealth and sickness and suffering to try to equip people on this issue. Wonderful. So the book, for many people, ourselves included, was a breath of fresh air, that there was honesty in this conversation, which is duplicitous for many people, the prosperity gospel. So much so that um, it, it made waves, as Cass said, you know, as you came in. You got a lot of publicity from this, and rightfully so. It, it is good to see a, a part of the, the Hinn family, even though, you know, um, you're not connected to them now, come out and say, this is not me, and this is not good and solid Bible teaching. So you had to feel a, a sense of relief and of the setting the record straight. It had to make you happy to, to be part of this. It did. I was very grateful. Um, we consider it a gift from God and His grace to be able to speak on the issue. Both my wife and I, um, of course, are very committed to raising our kids and serving in our local church. And then we call we put this in the category of, of helping. We call it being a helper. And it's just helping people on an issue and making sure that we're setting the record straight on the gospel and we're representing Christ in the, in the more public sense properly and pointing people back to him. Right. Now, Costi, when you were with us back in July, you surprised me because you talked about um, your relationship with Benny Hinn, and you described it in many ways, you know, the family structure almost, and and I don't want to put words in your mouth, uh, almost mafia-like, that there was, you know, uh, a central head and then, you know, from that different lieutenants. Would you still agree with that assessment? Yes, I, you're, you're not misquoting me. I call it a mixture of the royal family and the mafia because the lavish life and then the tight-lipped, kind of tight-knit community. You never turn your back on family, even if it means telling the truth. You just don't do it. I see. So I, that, that is an accurate assessment. So when you came out with a book, and now we see that uh, Pastor Benny Hinn has made some retractions about his prosperity gospel teachings, was there blowback within the family to you? There was a lot of blowback in the family for a number of reasons. One family member called me and said that I was touching the Lord's anointed and that bad things were going to happen to me. Another family member said that I was was out of my jurisdiction. Um, He believes that he's an apostle and he has authority over pastors. And so he said, this isn't your jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to be talking about this. This is mine. I am apostolic. I'm an apostle. And so there's a lot there under the surface, but ultimately... I was, uh, in, in this wasn't the goal all along. The goal was to point to Christ in the gospel, but I was touching pocketbooks and messing with their system. I see. So now uh, the word is that Pastor Benny Hinn has come out and said, uh, I've been teaching the wrong message. We've got a, a small clip we'd like to play for everyone. And I'm sorry to say that prosperity has gone a little crazy. And I'm correcting my own uh, uh, theology, and you need to all know it. Because when I read the Bible now, I don't see the Bible in the same eyes I saw the Bible 20 years ago. Okay, so a lot's happened in just a couple of months. Um, there's Pastor Benny Hinn saying he's, he's changed his teachings. Things have changed in the last 20 years. I'm not quite sure about that, Costi. Talk to us about that. Uh, clearly, uh, since July, there's been a change in the teachings as opposed to what's uh, Benny Hinn saying in the past 20 years. Yeah, I'm, I'm really encouraged to hear what he said about prosperity theology. And then um, I'll talk really openly and honest with you guys and be transparent. 
Um, I've spoken with some family members. I sent a message over to my uncle, and I, I did commend him for what he said against the prosperity gospel. And I think the encouragement in our private circle now is for him to continue forward in full repentance, which would mean repenting of false prophecies, repenting of uh, lifestyle choices and decisions, repenting of things that came out in the news that were unfortunate and that he had admitted maybe were unhealthy. And so uh, full repentance isn't just being sorry for one facet that's getting a lot of bad press right now. Full repentance is like Zacchaeus. We're up in a tree. We're trying to see Jesus. He sees us. He comes to our house. And next thing you know, we're leaping through the streets. We're trying to pay people back. We're totally different. And it's a complete transformation of lifestyle, not just one single facet. So my prayer and exhortation now is that we all pray and hope for full-blown repentance and genuine fruit that matches real repentance. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, it's a good reminder for each one of us that, you know, when Jesus was taught, that wonderful conversation where he's talking to the rich young ruler, um, it, he says, Jesus, the text says, Jesus looked at him and loved him. And yes. so, you know, it, it, my inclination when um, when I hear about your uncle, or when I hear your uncle, I should say, is I get angry about it. Um, yeah. Because it's a distortion of the gospel. At the same time, we should be eager for any person to come to repentance, no matter what, what their background has been, because that's what the heart of God is. And so talk about, I mean, do those issues war inside you also as you think about your uncle? In, in some ways, but for me, it's not so much a war anymore. I've been going through this, you know, close to seven years. I'll tell you the way that we diagnose this in our house. We have just a few questions that my wife, Christine, and I ask because we need to make sure that we're thinking clearly as well. We don't want to be cynical and hard-hearted. At the same time, we don't want to rush to, to wild conclusions. And so we ask, you know, what is repentance and what is the fruit of repentance? So we think, like I said, Zacchaeus, Peter, we, we think of Judas, and certainly he was remorseful, but it wasn't necessarily repentance. And so we ask, you know, what is real repentance? And then we also then swing to the other side and we think, well, what's the pattern of a false teacher? Second Peter 2.22 talks about them returning to uh, the old the old mess, the old filth, a lot. And we have to be honest, at least as a family, and say, well, this is, you know, Uncle Benny's fourth time repenting or, or saying, I'm sorry, I won't do that again, and he's yes. gone back to it. But then I want to remind us all, as we start to veer into that cynicism, 1 Corinthians 13, 7 kind of love, we ask, well, what is love? Love hopes all things, bears all things, believes all things, endures all things. So we have to live in this tension, and we often don't like that as people. We want dogmatic black and white on everything. But the reality is we have to, yes, weigh repentance. Yes, we need to see the patterns for what they are. But love compels us to each time pray and say, Lord, is this it? Oh, I pray it is. I hope it is. And then stay positive. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. So then what would that look like, Costi? I mean, would it be a possibility that Benny Hinn would sell his possessions, make his life simple, and still have that platform, which of course is a wonderfully huge platform. He could do many wonderful things for the true gospel. I'm with you. That's my prayer. If we were to look at this methodologically, permission to give my opinion, I think that he should put together a board, maybe stick you on it. You seem to have a great idea about what he should do, and you know, put <laughs> no, no. some real healthy people, 
from outside the camp, so to speak, who are balanced and godly and who are going to help him and, and, and sharpen him. And I, I think you do. You sell the you know, $10-plus million property, and you, you live in something simple. No one's going to stick him in a cardboard box sure. on the street. You, right. you live simple. I think you, you sell the Benzes. He's got the Bentley still in that. You, you tone it down, and you begin to strip down those resources. And then I think you look at the ministry and go, here's what we have. What can we do for the gospel and ensure that the rest of this journey— is one that is only focused on Christ. I do think there's men and women who would surround him, and I'd be one of them, who would help him and, and, and not want to drag him through the gutter, but want to help him finish strong. But he'd have to submit to that process. That's the thing. He's got yeah, to submit. Right. And first off, let me just give you kudos for that. That is a fine idea. And that should be the case for any of us who are caught in any sin. It exactly. doesn't matter what it is. Right. Benny Hinn's no different than I am, right? Whenever we're caught in a sin, we need to have people around us who are willing to say, this is what you're doing. You need to stop doing it. And we're going to stand right. by you and help you to figure out how to stop doing it. But we're going to make sure that you stop doing it. That's the New Testament model. You're absolutely right. Is the people who are spiritual and mature and godly and balanced and healthy need to come around the individual who is not particularly healthy but desiring to follow God's commands and walk with them. Well, Costi, we said it last time you were on here, but I just want to give you a lot of encouragement to to uh, continue to follow after God. And I know that you're you're in the spotlight a lot, and that's a dangerous place to be. And so we want to pray for you um, that you're found faithful at the end of this, and for your wife and your kids. And um, we hope and pray the best for your whole family. Thank you. And one quick encouragement to you is just the Lord has a great way of keeping me humble. Before I got on the radio with you, my son, I was with my wife at lunch, and he had a massive blowout. And mm-hmm. I had to change this diaper nice. in Russian for the interview. <laughs> That's God, good. Is, God is very good at keeping me on earth. That's good. That's <laughs> Better it's radio good. and not television, yeah. Costi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks an awful lot. Always appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Bye. Costi Hinn, he is a pastor whose passion is to preach the gospel, serve the church. His latest work is called God, Greed, and the Prosperity Gospel. And he's fixing a blowout. Mm-hmm. Got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction, design and build with one company. Nello Construction, full service construction from the ground up. Renovation, expansion, Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. You've all helped build MyPillow and the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. There's even a great body pillow, perfect if you happen to be a side sleeper. 
regularly $89.99, but with the promo code WORD, you can get one today for only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. What's happened to my son? We raised him in the church and he went to youth group. He's not acting like himself and this morning I found drugs in his room. I can't tell my pastor or my friends. They'll think I'm a bad parent. Is this my fault? I'm so ashamed and don't know where to turn. There is hope. For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has been helping families to find answers to their loved one's drug addiction. Call today, 724-265-4100, or visit paatc.org, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. Put your creativity and your marketing degree to work as a digital marketing strategist with Salem Surround. Unlike a small marketing agency, Salem Surround places a massive amount of tools and support at your disposal so you can be really creative and super competitive as you help Pittsburgh businesses grow. And with our national team at your back, there's no limit to how far you can go. Full and part-time available. Apply now at SalemMedia.com careers. Salem Surround, a division of Salem Media Group, is an equal opportunity employer. Okay, this is uh, from the Trib. Don't be alarmed if you hear explosions this week or low-flying military helicopters and planes buzzing around the city and surrounding areas during the evening hours. The Department of Defense has scheduled tactical and technical training with Pittsburgh State and Suburban Police SWAT teams, according to Public Safety Director Wendell Hirsch. Dozens of officials from various branches of the Defense Department will be in Pittsburgh Monday with training exercises starting Tuesday and continuing through Saturday. People may see low-flying helicopters with individuals mm-hmm. hanging on the side of them. How about that? But. They may hear loud explosions. Uh, Hirsch says that we appreciate the public's patience and understanding. We apologize for any inconvenience this might cause. Inconvenience? I mean, yeah. I'm... I think training is a good thing. I'm very too, yeah. glad to know about it ahead of time. Though. Right. Now, apparently there is a, uh, a drill scheduled this evening, which was separate from this, scheduled at another, another time at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. So this evening, 10th Street between Fort Duquesne Boulevard and French Street will be closed between 6 p.m. and midnight, with a drill happening between 8 and midnight. Where's French Street? I don't know. I was trying to figure out where the back end. Of, I was trying to figure out where Tenth Street was, like the Tenth Street Bridge. Like you mean over the downtown part? They're saying yeah, mm-hmm, once yeah. you go through the Armstrong tunnels. No, no, no. This is right by the convention center, right? So, oh, nice. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little, I'm thinking French about Tenth, uh, the Tenth Street Bridge coming from the south side. Yeah, this must be the back end around the you know the the far side of the uh, convention center that goes up right, into the strip. Right, right, that right, right, right. Dog leg. Yeah, I never thought that that was Tenth Street or French Street. 
We've lived here a long time. Yeah. You think we'd pick Someone up on say, that? Hey, where's French Street? I'd go, yeah, it's over that hill there. All right. Speaking of us living here a long time, we started off the hour by saying that it's, I think, the singular most depressing sports Monday in perhaps Pittsburgh history. Oh, no, history. no, that's not true. No, I Look, think when you is. lose a Super Bowl, that's pretty depressing. I know, depressing, it's bad. I know. Right? And when, when we lost the AFC playoff game to that's the depressing. San Diego Chargers, that was really depressing. No, no, this no, is no. kind of exciting in a way. No, it's uh, no, not. No, it is. No, it is. What are you talking about? Because Ben is now on the bench. Well, and that's exciting. And now he's a Hall got, of Fame quarterback. No, we now we've got this new guy, and you kind of go, okay, okay, let's see what this guy's got. That's not exciting. Uh, it's that's exciting. That's trying to find a no, no, ray no. of sunlight in I a was, dark room. Listen, I was watching the game before Ben got hurt. Exciting. I'm thinking Ben looks old and tired his, out there. His elbow hurt. Yeah. No wonder. So I think okay, let's uh, let's try somebody Boy, else. Well, you are you're drive on. a hard bargain, man. No, I'm, not, I'm just saying. I mean, how many Hall of Fame quarterbacks are there? Not many. Not many. We got Terry Bradshaw and Ben in Pittsburgh. And of course, you know, we had to round, plus the 47 runs that the uh, Pirates let in. And of course, we Eh. had to watch the Antonio Brown touchdown for the Patriots about a hundred times. Jumping in an empty seat. Oh, my. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's just salt in the wound. Who cares? Good riddance. Stand it. But, you know, okay, I feel bad for Ben. I hope he heals quickly. So do I. But this I might gets... be a, the dawning of a new day here in the city of Pittsburgh. What? It's not the Bring dawning it on. of... Go Rudolph. I, yeah, why not? Bring him on. I mean, that's fine. But, I mean, Ben's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I love him. It's a sad day. Well, not that sad. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump responded today to the attacks on Saudi oil fields, saying he's sending a team of diplomats to the Middle East on a fact-finding mission. Secretary Pompeo and others will be going over to Saudi Arabia at some point to discuss what they feel they're going to make a statement fairly soon. Uh, But they also know something that most people don't know as to where it came from, who did it. And we'll be able to find that out and figure that out very quickly. We pretty much already know. Mr. Trump said Monday at the White House that the U.S. is not looking at retaliatory options until he has definitive proof that Iran was responsible. Still, Mr. Trump told reporters in the Oval Office that the U.S., quote, is prepared if the attacks warrant a response. On Wall Street, the Dow reacted with the Dow down by 142 points, the Nasdaq dropping 23, the S&P lower by 9, oil up $8.05. SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-458-7270. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. 1-800-458-7270. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-458-7270. 1-800-458-7270. 
800-268-7270. Looking for a satisfying career helping people with disabilities? Consider Life Steps, who's served Western Pennsylvania since 1923 and offers 100% paid health, dental, and vision premiums for full-time employees. All shifts available. Make a difference and call Life Steps today at 724-283-1010 or visit lifesteps.net. That's lifesteps.net to check out available positions. Life Steps is an equal opportunity employer. This is the entertainment answer. What is my Blu-ray pick of the week? Well, it's one for the older sci-fi fans as Dark Phoenix is on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital. They can't begin to comprehend what you are. Critics were split on this one, but I actually liked it. Yes, it was a total redo of the earlier X-Men film, but the effects and storyline still are intriguing enough to check out at home. If you're looking for something a tad more family-friendly, remember that the live-action Aladdin is now on Blu-ray, and you can win a digital copy at theentertainmentanswer.com. The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. HomeAdvisor. As parents, you're dedicated to seeing your kids live out God's call for their lives, to enter adulthood with discernment, integrity, biblical values, and the ability to thrive in work that's meaningful, to not only make wise and faithful decisions, but defend them as well. At Cornerstone Prep in West Mifflin, pre-K through 12th grade students thrive in an environment that fosters biblical discipleship and authentic education. Cornerstone Prep, ready for life at cornerstoneprep.net. A tranquil weather pattern in store for tonight. Some cloudiness around with a low of 61. For tomorrow, skies turn out mostly sunny, a high near 80 in the afternoon. Tomorrow night, clear skies heading down to a low of 54. And for Wednesday, plenty of sunshine and a really pleasant day with a high of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Jake Soja. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming for The Ride Home on the Monday edition. Just want to uh, start the uh, 5 o'clock hour off by saying thanks to everybody who's part of our Food for the Poor campaign. Yes. Uh, That's really fabulous. People have been so kind to help the people in the Bahamas, that uh, horror that's going on there, the homelessness, the destruction, people's lives just turned upside down. So thanks so much for that. If you thought about, uh, if you haven't yet given. We would love for you to still give. There's still time. Because it's a quality organization. Yeah. You know, we're watching uh, some uh, NFL football yesterday, and the American Red Cross is was all over that. I mean, right. you know, Here's the thing. there's no comparison. I'm, there's no... Uh, the American Red Cross, I'm sure, has done a lot of good work, and I don't mean to disparage them completely. No. Um, but when it comes to effectiveness for your dollar, yeah. there is no comparison, no comparison between the American Red Cross and an organization like Food for the Poor. Yeah. Just go on Charity Navigator and check out the amount of percentage of your dollar that's going to go to the actual need. And you, I mean, it's what, 97% or something 95. like that with food, with food for the Poor. I mean, I don't know what it is with the American Red Cross, but it's a lot less than that. In the 60s. Um, in, in addition to 
into a lot of demonstrated issues they had in the way that they've dealt with Haiti over the last decade. So Food for the Poor, we love. All There's the still time to give. Wordfm.com. Yeah, johnandkathyshow.com um, or pound 250 on your cell phone. Yeah. Say the word hope. But really easy. So we, but we get a full hour for you. But we, before we get underway, we just want to say thanks to everybody. Yeah. And if you've been thinking about it, uh, yeah, please join us. Wordfm.com or pound 250 on your cell phone. Absolutely heartbreaking news, John, um, from the South Bend area. More than 2,200 preserved fetal remains have been found on the Illinois property of a recently deceased doctor who performed abortions. Um, so says the Will County Sheriff's Office. Right. Okay. So this uh, this doctor, uh, Ulrich George Cloffer, he uh, passed away recently in uh, South Bend, and his family went to his house. Uh, on Saturday, I'm, I'm sure, to just sort of start to go through the estate to look at the house. And someone from the family called the um, the police and the coroner's office in South Bend, Indiana, and said, we've gone into the garage and we have found uh, babies. And so the police showed up, the coroner showed up. It turns out there's more than 2,246 medically preserved fetal remains which is just a shock, a horror. I mean, like Kerman, Kerman Gosnell, mm-hmm. sort of the same thing in a way. So for, for decades, <laughs> for more than 40 years, Ulrich Cloffer, he ran a, a licensed abortion clinic. Three clinics in Indiana. But uh, in 2015, the clinics were shut down. He had been in you know retirement since that time. He had violated documentation requirements, apparently, and failed to exercise reasonable care. Well, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, it's just horrific. But see, this is the problem. One of the problems with abortion clinics in America is that they are unregulated. Whether it's Planned Parenthood or whatever. They are unregulated. We should have learned this from the Kermit Gosnell story, right? We should learn it from this story. You know, the media tries to portray an image of a medically clean, up-to-date, just like you're walking into a local hospital abortion clinic. Right. And when we read these news stories, we realize that is not the case across the board. Which is shocking because, you know, you see the government, you know, in regulations involved in many different things, whether the it's the FDA. The government doesn't want to regulate this. The government doesn't want to go in and regulate it because the pro-choice lobby is going to publicly say you're trying to restrict a woman's right to choose. But look, this is women's health care. I mean, that's F- what they say. The FDA's uh, looking at places. How about OSHA? The OSHA OSHA looks at places in the workplace for safety. Right. So why can't every, they go and check? Because because every stride that the U.S. government has tried to make, either on a federal basis or a state basis, has been rebuffed by the pro-choice lobby because they say, look, you get your hands off of women's health care. Well, guess what? This is what women's health care looks like, is we've got 2,246 medically preserved fetal remains right. in somebody's garage in Illinois. Well, I'm sure Planned Parenthood is very gleeful with this story because this is not Planned Parenthood, so they could at least say, well, this is not us. We do a better job than this. You know what? They won't say that. They won't say that because there are too many similarities. They will not. Planned Parenthood, I would be surprised if Planned Parenthood acknowledges that this mm. ever happened. You know, speaking of Planned Parenthood, um, how about over the weekend you see the uh, continuing news story of the former president of Planned Parenthood. She is now Lena locked. Lena Wen? Yes. Lena Wen is now locked in a legal dispute with Planned Parenthood that involves her severance package and her health care package and her ability to speak freely about what went on mm-hmm. in Planned Parenthood. She's spoken out. I mean, this is a woman... 
I mean, too bad that she was forced out because it, it looked as though if you're going to have somebody run Planned right. Parenthood, this was the person you wanted you know, to run. I, it. I, I found her a, an interesting person and an admirable person in many ways because of her medical background and her commitment to the care of women. I disagreed with her, obviously, on the issue of abortion. But when she came to the presidency of Planned Parenthood, I thought, okay, so we're, we're going to see what's most important to Planned Parenthood, right? We're going to see whether it's the abortion issue or it's women's health care. Right, which one is going to take we've take primacy? No, well, we've seen it because she wanted to go for women's health care. She did not feel like she wanted to fight the abortion battle as the number one priority. And Planned Parenthood said, "Sorry, yeah. you're out." That was a quick exit. So now that you know the lawyers are, are are in place, everyone's lawyered up, and the the idea of speaking freely about that experience, she lasted less than a year. Right. So how does that work? Listen, pray for that woman. Pray for Leanna right. Wen. Pray that she has a change of heart um, when it comes to the lives of human beings. Um, she's a courageous person, and um, I believe the best for her. And so I'm really, I don't know. I, I look at this story, and I think there could be a lot of grace that overflows in her life and a lot of truth that comes out as a result. That's so well that's what I'm hoping for. Hey, we'll take a break. Uh, stick around. You don't want to uh, miss our next segment. We're going to talk to a woman who says, I left the cult next door. Stick around for a conversation about a cult. That's straight ahead on the ride home here on Word FM. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice bump in your portfolio? Well, we know that the market goes up. Unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. <coughs> Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you to design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure you have a retirement that's tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle them too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. So call today. A no-obligation consultation is waiting for you. You can see just how, for 25 years, the clients at Marley have never had a retirement plan fail. Here's their number, 724-884-1496. You can also visit them online at marleyfg.com. 101.5 WORD. Ahead on Insight for Living from Chuck Swindoll. The Bible was revealed so that God's people might understand His will and walk in his ways. Chuck's new series is called Searching the Scriptures. God's word is infallible, inerrant. Listen weekdays to Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. 
How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. At the original Mattress Factory, our mattresses and box springs aren't just American-made, they're hometown-made. Our products are hand-built one at a time in local factories using only the highest quality materials. And each of our employees is also an owner. So when you purchase from the original Mattress Factory, you're not only getting a quality mattress at a factory direct price, you're also supporting your local economy. Visit an original Mattress Factory location near you to see what Hometown Made is all about. 101.5 WORD. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley. If God is God, and you and I understand who he is, I'm here to tell you, it will do something to our praying. It'll do something to our singing. It'll do something to our calling of his name. It will do something to the way we live. Hear the series, The Character of God, this week on In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. We saw an article over the weekend in the Wall Street Journal about cults. Tracy Simmons is with us. Tracy, uh, she is the editor of the religion news website called SpokaneFaves.com and a lecturer at the University of Idaho. But uh, cults. Have you ever known anyone in a cult? I have not. Have you? Yes. Really? Yes. Let's talk about that. Uh, Still in a cult? Um, No. But... But was in a cult for decades. Really? A decades. reasonable person? Uh-huh. Educated person? Really? Intelligent person. Would it be described, was it Christian? Yes. A Christian cult? Yes. So Christians, uh-huh. really, really? Yeah. They said the name of Jesus. Said they the name of Jesus, Jesus, read the Bible. Um, but she had a uh, an overwhelming allegiance to a man who determined what she did with her money and who she should marry and... Um, Control what, what their life would be like. All right. Tracy Simmons in the Wall Street Journal. I left the cult next door. My mother and I stopped speaking after I broke with a man we called the Apostle. Trace, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm well. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, so there's an increase in interest when it comes to cults. Um, a couple Netflix documentaries that are out there um, and a couple uh, trials that are going on right now, Tracy. But this is not, as you say, something theoretical. This is something very personal for you. Absolutely. Yes. Talk about the story. Uh, You and your mom, um, where were you before you met the man you came to call the apostle? Yeah, um, my mom and I grew up, well, I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, in a single parent household. And my mom was really searching for uh, a way to um, find relief from being abandoned by her husband. Mm -hmm. And she tried different faith communities, and we landed in a mega church, actually, uh, Calvary Chapel in Albuquerque. And, you know, in those big churches, sometimes it's easy to go unseen, and my mom wasn't noticed. Um, and so her pain wasn't eased at all. 
And then uh, one day, this I'm not exactly sure how uh, she came to meet the apostle, but this this charming man with a Caribbean accent and uh, invited her to his home for a worship service. And, you know, that was in his living room. And I feel like we she never left his living room after that. Really? So in, yeah. in, in the article, you talk about um, that you have a spiritual father and you and your mother, you were called orphans. Yes, absolutely. What? So what does that mean? So uh, the way we were taught, um, you ever, so every group, so there's lots of different uh, groups that met throughout Albuquerque, and each group had a pastor, uh, which was a male, and then every above the pastor were prophets and then apostles. The apostle was, of course, at the top. So if you didn't have a male um, pastor above you, then you were considered an orphan. So therefore, if you were not in our group, if you went to the Baptist church down the street or the megachurch down the street or the Catholic church, which is where my grandma went, then you were considered an orphan because you didn't have a male head within our group. I see. So the apostle then came in and essentially took you, your mother, several other people in this group and made your life his life. That's right. Yeah. Wait, does that mean you lived with him, Tracy? No, no, no. We didn't live, you know, we didn't live with him. We're not that type of group that you would expect. Um, I lived next door to my friends I went to high school with, and they had no idea what was happening okay. um, in our house. They I just see. knew uh, on Sunday Sunday mornings or Saturday nights, there'd be lots of cars in the driveway, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so, and so, yeah. Trace, what, talk about the the worship experience. I mean, was this Jesus? Was this the Bible? What were the theological threads that ran through this? Sure. It was Jesus, and it was the Bible, in addition to the apostles' teachings. So uh, we believed in the Bible, and we at first called ourselves Christians. Over the years, we stopped, and we they called themselves believers. Uh, and the apostle said he was getting direct revelation from God, so we studied the Bible— um, but we also studied supplemental material suppress, uh, provided by the apostle in which he said God had given to him to give to us. And so those were what we studied each week. Um, he got It got to the point where this group was so big. So like I said, we were meeting in people's houses. Um, but once a month we would gather um, at a, a large venue and he would he would speak. And whatever he spoke on is what we would then study for the following weeks until the next meeting. So we would get... Um, PDFs of that, and sometimes uh, cassette tapes of those teachings, and and that would be what we would study until the next time he was given some kind of revelation. What about another teacher? What if you listened to another pastor on the radio or went to church, you know, on a Wednesday night with somebody else? Um, well, I, I like to joke that in high school I started to rebel and I went to the Baptist church with my friends. Um, <laughs> That's <so>, wild. <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely considered. Um, not okay because uh, our group was the only one that had the truth. The, tr- the truth. Uh, everyone else was was wrong. All organized religions were wrong. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I was very, very, very close to my grandma growing up, who uh, who was Catholic. And I remember um, very clearly telling her when I was in sixth grade that she was going to hell because she was Catholic and wow. wasn't part of our group. And so, what about supporting the church? What was required of you and your mother and other adherents? We all gave 10% of our income before taxes um, to the apostle. And then um, 
over the years, I know that number has increased. And so I know my mom now gives 15% of her income to him. Um, when I was out of the group and was working my full-time job, I still kind of had a foot uh, in the group and a foot out of the group. I was trying to find my way. And I was told that because I wasn't married um, at the time, I was supposed to give my paycheck to my stepdad who would then give me an allowance. Whoa, really? Really? So, so, so now your stepdad, is that your mom's (laughs) husband? Yes, they met in the group. Okay. And so because you were unmarried, your stepdad had that authority. And so he was just going to give you an allowance of your whatever, whatever he wanted to give you of your salary. Right. Got it. Now, would the apostle tell him what to do there? Well, yeah, that had been, um, I think, figured out already. Hmm. All right. So, Trace, (laughs) what what about, so the apostles still alive, the ministry still intact. Uh, In (laughs) some ways, you know, you're painting a vibrant picture of uh, of church life. Um, Can you say the person's name? Do you speak of this freely? Are you afraid of some sort of repercussions, your mother's safety? What about all those things? Um. I have said his name, actually. His name is Sam. Um, I've written some other columns about him uh, here. In, I live in Spokane, Washington now. So I've written some columns about him, and people have actually tracked me down over the years who have found their way out of his group who are looking for some help for some uh, community. And so um, I'm a little nervous. He is an attorney, and so I just never know, you know, um, what tricks he has up his sleeve. Yeah, right. yeah. But so far, he's he's steered clear of me. I mean, I That's think it. he's gotten what he wants, which so, is to keep my mom away. And so, demeanor-wise, I mean. Um, you know, when we think of cults, we think of, you know, Jim Jones or Doe, yeah. you know, people that are kind of, you know, off their rocker or a little creepy. I mean, what about the guy? Uh, despite the false teachings, would you consider him a, quote, good man, end quote? I mean, uh, how does that whole thing work? Um, I would say when I first met him when I was about seven, I, I definitely thought he was a good man. You know, um, here came this uh, this male figure into our lives who um, was quite nice. His family took us in. He had kids my age. Um, he seemed to take my mom and I under his wing. Now that I um, am a religion reporter and have a degree in theology, I would say he's definitely not a good man. He's a manipulator. Mm. And and that makes me very sad. Tracy Simmons is with us. She's editor of the religion news website, Spokane Favs. Com, and a lecturer at the University of Idaho. But we're talking about an article she wrote for the Wall Street Journal called I Left the Cult Next Door. My mother and I stopped speaking after I broke with the man we called the Apostle. Can we talk about your break from the group, Tracy? Um, why did you decide that you were done? And was that a gradual thing? Or did you just one day wake up and say, you know what, I- I'm out? It was definitely a gradual thing. Um, you know, I went to college. I went to undergraduate school, which was uh, against their will. Uh, so there I was rebelling again. And when I was in undergraduate school, I decided to minor in religious studies. And I had never heard of the Eucharist before, or I had never read, you know, the Bible in Greek or Hebrew or any of these things. And I was just fascinated by it. And um, I ended up minoring in religious studies and majoring in journalism and put the two together and became a religion reporter. Mm-hmm. And I would say that career path is really what helped me get out of the group. Because so, it gave you a wider perspective, Tracy? 
I sure did. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And I was just hungry to learn more yeah. about what my friends believed and my professors believed and, you know, the churches and the what, what happened behind these church doors, you know, that I was never allowed to go into. And so um, it, was a, it was a gradual thing for sure. I went to school three hours from my hometown, um, so I wasn't able to attend the weekly services. But even through college, I was required to have weekly meetings with our pastor over the telephone. Um, and then slowly I started to pull away from that. And what about your relationship with mom? Um, it became more and more um, tense because, you know, she always wanted to talk about Sam. And I finally got to the point where I said, can we just talk about our lives and not talk about Sam? And it seemed like that was impossible. Hmm. So, you're an only child. Your mother's relationship with you, is it splintered? It's not authentic. Right. Well, I haven't spoken to my mom in several years. Wow. Um, she sent me, uh, I would say, five five or six years ago, she sent me a letter um, saying, I call it the breakup letter, <laughs> saying that I was continuing to disobey God's law and she could no longer be in relationship with me. And Along with that letter, it came two UPS boxes full of my childhood things. So my soccer trophies and my baseball cards, oh. all of that, my baby, baby pictures. I, I was oh. just wiped clean. You're an orphan. Tracy, I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, I think um, I really found my way to forgiveness. I couldn't write about it, you know, if I was in a place of anger. And I'm sad for my mom, and I, I hope that she can find her way out of it. Um, but at the same time, it's healthy for me not to be kind of teetering sure, of in this course. unhealthy world anymore. Right. right. Tracy Simmons with us. He wrote uh, in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend an opinion piece, I left the cult next door. So uh, Sam, uh, the apostle, is living a, a, a pretty good life, isn't he? He is, yeah. Um, it's been years since I've seen him, but last time I saw him, he was wearing snakeskin boots and driving a Jaguar and... Uh, he has a house, a very nice house, and the real grand in Albuquerque. So he's doing pretty well. Tracy, help us to to understand those of us who've never been in a cult. Um, how do you see it? Why? How, how is the apostle able to maintain his authority role in the lives of people? And how are they willing to turn over money and decision making? You know, just general free will. Sure. I mean, that's the million dollar question. You know, I think I think what happens is uh, people like Sam prey on people like my mom who are just searching for something, searching for belonging, mm-hmm. for acceptance, for love. And when you find that, you're not going to let go of that. And so I, I think at first, it's, I think I compare it to being in a gang. You'll do anything to be in that gang, to belong to that gang, even if it's violent. And I think it's almost the exact same. Like you, you just want to be part of this community so bad. And at first, you don't realize that it's that what, what you're being asked of is unusual because it's not unusual. Um, but the more, the deeper you get in, the, the weirder, the stranger the request can become. But you get so far deep that you don't realize it. Right. So spiritually, where are you now, Trace? Um, spiritually, you know, I... Um, as a religion reporter, I would say that I, you know, I definitely have faith um, still. I know a lot of people who leave cults uh, end up becoming really angry with God and can't even step into churches. 
Um, I've had a lot of people call me and, and tell me that, and I'm not in that place at all. Um, but I've, I've definitely also kind of turned to Buddhism a little bit. I like the philosophies there. Um, I think that's really helped me deal with some anger as well. So, um, you know, I'm just in a place of, of trying to constantly heal and find forgiveness. Well, Tracy, we appreciate the honesty of this article and uh, grateful that the New York Times, or not the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal gave you (laughs) such an opportunity to put that out. And uh, we're grateful to have met you. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Tracy Simmons, uh, Wall Street Journal. I left the cult next door. We should post this uh, on Facebook. Sure, let's do it. We'll be back in just a few minutes. we got lots more heads. Stick around. It's the ride home. I thought it was a great experience working with Nello. They were honest, understood what we were looking for. They really went above and beyond. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello Construction. How they spent time with us and got to know us on a personal level really meant a lot to us because they got to know us, not just our building, and that really came out in what they constructed for us. We took this old building that was pretty beat up, and to see it transformed into what it is today was truly an awesome experience. Got a vision? Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HenneyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers. Your jewelers for life. What's happened to my son? We raised him in the church and he went to youth group. He's not acting like himself, and this morning I found drugs in his room. I can't tell my pastor or my friends. They'll think I'm a bad parent. Is this my fault? I'm so ashamed and don't know where to turn. There is hope. For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has been helping families to find answers to their loved one's drug addiction. Call today, 724-265-4100, or visit paatc.org, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. No matter what your age, life is full of obstacles. Last spring, the students at Grove City College chose their courses for this fall. And now, after school being in session for a couple of weeks, those plans are set. The students are at work with their eye towards the future. Right. They have to live with the choices they made, right? Right. That's the hard thing about being a student, right? You sign up for something. You're not really sure what it's going to turn out to be like. But as you're in the middle of it, it's hard to keep an eye on what the overall vision is. And that's where I think Grove City is so strong because Grove City maintains that larger vision for equipping students. So as important as your course load is, those 15 or 18 or 21 credits you're taking now are important. But really what's most important is how the school is going to equip the students to perform well in the workplace and be responsible citizens. So as a parent, You wonder about your child, all the work that you've done, helping your child along the path. And now at 18, 19, 20 years of age, your child goes out into the world. All that work that's being done, don't you want to put your child into a good situation where Christ is at the center of all learning? That's what happens in a serious discipline of excellence in the educational process that Grove City gives every day on campus. Be part of this. Look online at Grove City College, gcc.edu. Grove City College, excellence in education.
A tranquil weather pattern in store for tonight. Some cloudiness around with a low of 61. For tomorrow, skies turn out mostly sunny, a high near 80 in the afternoon. Tomorrow night, clear skies heading down to a low of 54. And for Wednesday, plenty of sunshine and a really pleasant day with a high of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Jake Soja. You know the news. Rick Ocasek died yesterday at the age of 75. The Cars. Love the Cars. I mean, Cars. Oh, my gosh. Solid 1980s New York City. I'm oh. digging on the Cars. Was Rick Ocasek from New York? No, I don't think so. Okay. No, but it just there was something, you know, in that era. I mean, I had Rick Ocasek. I had the Cars on my Walkman forever. Oh, my gosh. He's just, it's it's weirdly great. Oh, is it is. what it is. It's just what you needed. Oh. <gasps> Got great beat, doesn't it? I love Fabulous the energy. cars. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Rick Ocasek, uh, seventy-five years old, was found unresponsive in his apartment by his wife Paulina Poritskova. They've been separated for the last year or so, and I remember when they married because um, it was She's maybe in eighty-five, so beautiful, eighty-four, something like that. She was a Czech supermodel, yep. and she was in the Drive video, and that's how they met, this and then they got married. Video. And listen, Rick Ocasek was so terrific, but this—I mean—he was not a looker let's just say it <laughs> i mean we love the guy but love like guy. you know his appearance was not what i don't think drew people no, to yeah. him and the fact that he landed the supermodel was just always wonder inducing because he had fabulous talent he did have terrific talent now this is their worst song no it's not yeah, it's it a is. great song this is their worst song no it's, it's a heartbreak oh. it's a guy going baby i got i got this mm-hmm. I, you my baby. Who's gonna drive you home? I mean, don't you Tonight. need this? You need to come back here. You can't go wrong. This is the song that was played, you know, every 13 minutes. I loved it. On every FM station. It's a heartbreak. Who is gonna drive you home? Uh, don't get out of the car. Tonight. Stick around here. I, please stick around. Yeah. Don't get out of the car. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Boy, Hold on. John, John has some kind of sad emotional connection to that, Mike. Wait, where are you going? All of a sudden, it like went deeper and sadder than I expected. I'm, I'm driving you I was home. just talking about the fact that there were too many like no, 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 synthesized no. sounds, and all of a sudden he's crying. You know what he needs to do? Yeah. He needs to shake it up. <gasps>
I want oh, yeah. that part. I like the ooh ooh part. Shake it up. I love the little electronica. Yeah, it's you know, so it's, it's so it's wacky 80s. sounding. It is really stupid sounding. It's I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Anyway, Rico Casey. He has two sons. Yes, he, he does. And, he, he and um, Ms. Portskova had two boys. And you might imagine that this is the good news about genes, that the sons fell on the side of beauty. Oh, they, thank they goodness. They took after right? their mother. That's really, really did, good for them. They're fine, good-looking men. It's good for them. They were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2018. Right. And if, if you see the photograph of the, uh, the Hall of Fame induction, Never did you see four rock and rollers look more uncomfortable. I mean, they they would have been happy to right? be any other place on really? earth. I mean, their body language is like all scrunched up. Their hands are they're in their like pockets. all embarrassed. They're like, we, what are we doing here? It's really, it's really, it's really weird. But I love the cars. Oh, sorry I to see Rico Casey yeah. go. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Hey, Alliance defending freedoms with us next. Where do you hear this story? Stick around. Bye, bye, love. pumpkins, pumpkins, and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old-time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh, my. 
I read that wrong. <laughs> they can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. The state Supreme Court of Arizona has stood up for the artist. From Alliance Defending Freedom, Jonathan Scruggs is with us. Jonathan Scruggs serves as a senior counsel, director of the Center for Conscience Initiatives with Alliance Defending Freedom. In this role, Jonathan Scruggs leads the team defending the constitutionally protected freedom of creative professionals to live out their faith in business and professional life without being subjected to government coercion, discrimination, or punishment. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Happy that you're here today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. So tell us about the uh, the case involving the Human Relations Ordinance in the city of Phoenix. Well, sure. Well, Joanna Duca and Brianna Kosky, they're, they're clients. They started uh, an art studio called Brush and Noob Studio in around 2016. They're starting this uh, art studio, and they're, they found out that there's a law that could compel them uh, to essentially create artwork with the views of marriage they disagree with, to celebrate and to affirm same-sex marriage, even though that violates their religious beliefs. And the law imposes some serious penalties, uh, six months in jail and $2,500 in, in fines per day uh, that someone doesn't comply with it. And so left with those options, all they could do was go to court and say, court, you know, what are my rights? How, what can I do and can I not do? And today, uh, the Arizona Supreme Court ruled that Phoenix cannot apply its law to compel these two speakers to convey messages they disagree with. Wow. So that so every person who's an artist that produces anything, right? Any visual art or music Film, or anything records, that, right. I mean, this should be a day where we can all celebrate. Absolutely. This is a victory for everyone's freedom. And it's important to stress that Joanna and Brianna, they serve everyone, including those in the LGBT community, but they just can't convey certain messages for anyone. And the Arizona Supreme Court acknowledged that principle. So this the principles announced today would protect you know, the LGBT artists. It would protect uh, an atheist painter. It would protect others. Uh, and that's a good thing uh, right. because when there's freedom for one of us, there's freedom for us all. So, Jonathan, this is uh, obviously for the state of Arizona. How does this intersect with someone like, you know, the masterpiece cake decision? There's an artist, right? You could call a cake maker an artist. Uh, is it the same principles in, fa- in effect here? The exact same principles. In fact, the Arizona Supreme Court said we're going to basically apply the same First Amendment principles that we think are in play all across the country. And it relied on U.S. Supreme Court cases and cases that we're involved in uh, in Minnesota and in Kentucky. So what you see now is a growing trend across the country that courts are protecting artists and protecting freedom of speech uh, for all Americans. I mean, dare I say, right, Jonathan, sorry, that it feels like for the first time in a while that the tide has turned towards wisdom and common sense. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I think that's exactly right, because once you get up to the highest levels of judicial analysis, you see a consensus growing that it makes sense that we shouldn't be forcing people to say things that violate their core convictions. And that should apply across the board, not just to particular views, uh, but all views, even views on marriage. They shouldn't be treated differently. They shouldn't be treated worse. If we look at our history, whether it's uh, whether it's Stalin's Russia or it's Mao's China or it's uh, Nazi Germany, the artists suffer often first, right? Uh, because they're, they're the, the mouthpiece, right? They're the mouthpiece, and they're the ones who who ask the questions. 
Um, and that's the kind of thing that we as a society benefit so much from, even if we don't recognize it. So so a, a decision like this today is not just good for artists, but it's really good for all of us. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. Because a government that can crush Joanna and Brianna, they can crush any one of us. Uh, because people, the officials in power, they change. Yeah. Uh, but thankfully, our freedom of speech and our constitutional rights, they don't change. Wonderful. And, and that's good news. Jonathan, please take a moment, talk to our audience, tell our audience, please, about Alliance Defending Freedom and the work that you do. Sure. ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom, is a nonprofit legal organization. We uh, represent and try to protect the rights of all Americans to live out their faith and their beliefs. Uh, and we do it all for free. Uh, like I said, we're a nonprofit, and we're just so excited to stand with great clients like Joanna and Brianna that reach these great decisions protecting everyone's freedom. Outstanding. Jonathan, thanks so much. We greatly appreciate your service in the name of freedom and fairness across the United States of America. Jonathan Scruggs, Senior Counsel and Director of Center for Conscience Initiatives at Alliance Defending Freedom for Faith and Justice. I find that patients just want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences, because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Harry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. It's an amazing song. Maybe you've seen the movie. It's kind of happening. Now see them live in concert. The Imagination Tour featuring Mercy Me. With special guest Crowder. Word FM welcomes Mercy Me. Coming to PPG Paints Arena October 4th. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Homeowners love their Pella windows and doors, and we love how happy we made Susan from Sewickley. I just have to tell you, this bay window is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's fantastic. It really is beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Can we install some happiness for you? Right now, get 50% off installation or 18 months, no payments, no interest. Call for your free consultation. We'll come to you. 888-78-PELLA-PELLA-PITTSBURGH.COM As parents, you're dedicated to seeing your kids live out God's call for their lives, to enter adulthood with discernment, integrity, biblical values, and the ability to thrive in work that's meaningful, to not only make wise and faithful decisions, but defend them as well. At Cornerstone Prep in West Mifflin, pre-K through 12th grade students thrive in an environment that fosters biblical discipleship and authentic education. Cornerstone Prep, ready for life at cornerstoneprep.net. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. 
Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Driving home is more relaxing without worrying about malware on your devices or identity theft. LifeLock with Norton, outstanding protection for your identity and devices. For a limited time, get 30% off your first year ends October 6th. Join at LifeLock.com. Use promo code RISK. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington Counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net That's the sound of Lauren Daigle, two-time Grammy Award winner, headed to Pittsburgh, just announced. Tickets on sale uh, this Friday the 20th, but it's it's a ways away. July 9th at PPG Paints Arena. That'll be an exciting night. Oh, my gosh. PPG Paints Arena be rocking. Get your tickets early. Yeah. Tickets do go on sale, as I said. There's also that um, American Express card member thing. You know, American Express, they, they sponsor a lot of these tours. So if you have an American Express card, you get in even before the regular tickets go on sale. So the American Express tickets go on sale September 17th at 12 o'clock local time. For everybody else, tickets on sale Friday, September 20th. LaurenDaigle.com is where you want to go. I'm thinking that we'll probably be emceeing that show, John, you and I, and I'm wondering if you might consider wearing her head wrap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could use that. I've been thinking about that. That could be a good look for you. Know, oh, yeah. For men who are follically challenged, uh, head wrap is a good, is a good thing. <laughs> How do you say follically? Follically. Follically. John Hall's uh, fashion update. Wear a hat if you're going bald. <laughs> All right. So there's a lot of shaming going on. We recognize this. Don't right? shame so my baldness. You're shamed Do not, for, please. You're, you're shamed for, you know, the hair you're losing or, mm-hmm. you know, the faith you have or the school you went to or the, you know, team that you support. Why are you putting your hand on your head like that? Because I forgot that you were talking about fat. You're, uh, what about our little devil uh, cakes? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I like how you called them devil cakes. You know they okay. are. John's actually leaving the office to go back to, or leaving the studio to go back to my office because one of our listeners, God bless Dave, he heard us talking about Susie Q's a couple weeks ago. A Susie Q is a, is a hostess snack that is, I think, I feel confident saying 100% artificial, uh, but that I loved deeply as a child. And I was saying that the thing I loved about them is that they were like very dark chocolate, but the cream that was inside is not too sweet. It's like a little tangy. Man, I loved myself a Susie. Right the back of my door. What? Back of my door. Hanging in a blue bag. How did you like <laughs> anyway, so I was kind of lamenting the fact that the Susie Q's had passed. Sunday, all of a sudden, does not this listener, Dave, come up to me and he hands me a box of Susie Q's. Listen, they're alive and well. Oh, yeah. They're what? huge. Now, here's my... Susie Q's. That's, that's what I call them. Yeah, that's what she said. Devil dogs. Devil you want to hear something sad? Yeah. Never, ever, in my existence of life... Yeah. Which I, tur- I just turned 33 yesterday. Happy yeah. birthday. Thank you. I've never had a Susie Q. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Ever. I ate these d- almost daily. Listen, Mike, these are delicious. They are. I mean, as I said, there's nothing natural in them. I'm so excited. They're not free range. But thank you, Dave, for this. This is a real treat. Who gave so, us these? Uh, Dave. Dave Moore. Listener Dave. Oh. Not Dave Moore. 
Okay. Listener Dave, mm. he didn't give me permission to talk about him on oh the air, God. so I don't want to like. Uh. Okay, so I'm gonna have. It. Listen, these are so good. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's very good. Growing up, I had these almost every day. These, I they would come in a two pack. Yeah, and then I'd I don't wash. Think they came in a two pack. Hmm. They came in a one pack, but they were bigger than this. No cap. They came in a two pack. No, you're thinking. No, you're thinking of the little Debbie Swiss cake uh-uh. rolls. No, no, believe no. Okay, I know this. Okay, and I, I I get this after I do my deliver my newspapers. Always are delicious. And I wash them down with a coke. I have a question. That's so, disgusting. Uh-uh. Go ahead, Mike. That sounds pretty good actually. Disgusting. Um, but this the that looks like the inside of a ho ho. It is like that. Yeah, it's like, but the, the ho ho is kind of hard on the outside. Right. Yeah, right? it has that candy coating. Yeah, right. Yeah. No. This now, what, what do you think's better? This. By really? far. I think this is way better. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Ho-ho's meh. What about the Swiss cake roll, the little Debbie Swiss cake roll? Okay. It's not a Susie Q. I'm so sorry. This is a poor manners. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's really terrible. Talking with your mouth. Okay. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, so speaking oh. of all the calories that we're ingesting, and mm-hmm. by the way, I just want to express again my thanks to Dave for, for bringing these to thanks, me. Dave. Um, James Corden, who is a late night host that I get such a kick out of. Uh, You probably know him from Carpool Karaoke. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're a Broadway fan, you know him because he's a Tony winner. Um, Just a tremendously talented guy. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he did a monologue the other night. The three of us all saw it. We thought it was so terrific. It was in response to Bill Maher, Mm -hmm. um, who is an acerbic personality. And Bill Maher was talking about the (laughs) fact that we're too nice to fat people. That we need to shame them a little bit so that they lose weight. Come on, Bill Maher. Now listen, so James Corden responded, and this is what he said. Is. Now, I want to talk to you about something. Last week, I was watching the television, and uh, Bill Maher sat at a, a host desk like this one. He looked into the camera, like I'm doing now, and he talked on his show about fat shaming. He argued that it had gone away and needed to make a comeback. Take a look. Being fat isn't a birth defect. Nobody comes out of the womb needing to buy two seats on the airplane. (laughs) We have gone to this weird place where fat is good. It's pointing out that fat is unhealthy. That's what's bad. Fat shaming doesn't need to end. Needs to make a comeback. (laughs) Some amount of shame is good. Thanks for that, Bill. (laughs) So I'm sat at home and I'm watching this and all I could think, I I was watching, I was like, oh man, somebody needs to say something about this. If only there was someone with a platform who knew what it was actually like to be overweight. And then I realized, ah, oh, that'll be me. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you love him? Oh, Absolutely love him. So then, you know, I would encourage you to check out this clip. Yeah. Because he excoriates Bill Maher. I mean, it's beautiful. And it, it really has is. one of the best endings of a monologue perhaps I've ever heard. Yeah, James Corden. It's just perfectly ended. You know what? I'll post it on our Facebook page. I mean, what did Bill Maher said about, about shame? Some things need to be shamed. Well, look. How about fat? Call your sin out. Call your sin out and shame yourself, right? What? We're going to point the finger at other people because what? Their sin's right. different, better, bigger than ours? Right. I don't think so. You, you got to feel bad. Look, and look, this is true. We talked about this a little earlier. When you're overweight, you wear your sh- you wear your sin in public. I know, and that's the that's the saddest thing about it is that for all the rest of us, you know, we can hide our sins. Yeah, you can only guess what mine are, and I'm not telling you. Right, I'm not going to ask because <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but that's the that's the like the veneer we can put on. Yeah. But when when you're overweight and when it's right out there and you're just you know that everybody can see what your issue is. Yeah, that's a lot. Target. I don't think it is shocking for me to believe that a person 
thinks that shame would help in that context. Mm-hmm. But it is true, though, that He's shame is good and healthy. Shame is necessary in society. I believe it is. Yeah, I think there. Yes, I think you're right. I think I think it has a place in society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but we live in you know now we live in this this area, of course, where everyone can shame everybody about or everything. And it doesn't matter how many years ago it happened, or how many decades ago it happened, or it doesn't matter if you apologized at the time. It doesn't matter if you're Sarah Silverman or you're, <laughs> you know, uh, or you're uh, who's the guy who got disinvited from the Academy, Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter if you're whoever it is. Or the remember the dude who was directing Guardians of the Galaxy, right? And he lost said he said stupid things eleven years ago, or whatever. Lost the gig, and everybody <laughs> came out who was a part of Guardians and said, "Look, mm-hmm. we never expected the guy was perfect, but we think he's a good guy, and he's a friend, and we think he does a good job. So could you please reinstate him?" Which they did. They did. Right. So I, I, I don't know. I just I, I appreciate the fact that we have standards, but there has to be room for people to repent. Otherwise, what are we doing? There's no gospel there. There's no kindness there. If we no. don't allow people to mature, we don't allow people to say out loud, I said something really stupid and I'm sorry. And for us to say, you know what? I forgive you. Right. Of course, it's 50,000 watts over portions of three states you're saying it. So it's a little different. Mm-hmm. I don't just know saying. if it is. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I'm making light of it. Yeah, I know you are. Because you got a big megaphone. Anyway, that was an excellent Susie Q. It was such a good Susie mm-hmm. Q. Yeah. I'm li- listen, I recommend the hostess. Um, I don't even want to tell you how many calories are in it. And I don't even care. All of the words in the ingredient list I don't recognize <laughs> except for sugar. Right. I do know, though, things are well preserved as they go down the gullet. Have yourself a great night. John and Kathy Show.com. See you tomorrow, God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.